You're listening to the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network, covering and creating all things creepy. Visit creepykingdom.com to get access to all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. Join our Patreon for exclusive content. Patreon.com slash creepykingdom. Hello, creepy bookworms. Welcome back. It's been a minute. Hello, Serena. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. And I know you were hinting that we might get some hints, so we're super excited to have you commenting in our posts here. Um, But yes, welcome to our creepy book club, where every single month we do a deep dive Hi, Sarah, into our book of the month. And our book for this month is Evil Thing by Serena Valentino as we are continuing this fabulous villain series, darlings. This one was great. I'm so excited to talk about it with all of you. And of course, as always, to talk about it with my Wicked Witch of the East to my Wicked Witch of the West, Miss Gretchen. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. Hello, so darling. Nice to have you here. Hello, Serena. Hello, darling. Serena's Hello, so darling. happy to be with you as well. I have been yes. saying that all day, and the customers in my bakery do not think I'm as adorable as I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darlings. Would you like to order a cake? <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Yes, doll. Yeah, I, I work in social services, so I don't know if that uh, it wouldn't work. I can't do that. Uh, I have that same flexibility. Um, but yes, welcome. I see you all in the chat. Hello, darlings. Yes, from Hello. Serena herself. She is in the chat. So now is the time, y'all. If y'all have, I mean, I'm sure hi, she can't Sarah. give us all the tea. Hi, t- hi, Sarah. All the tea, but Ooh, but we are uh, thirsty for some tea. We are thirsty for some tea. So whatever you can give us, Serena, we will partake. Okay, <laughs> we are ready for it. Um, but yes. Um, all right. So <laughs> I like you the tea. Creepy mm-hmm. Kingdom likes the tea. We do. Uh, so to get started, we always start off our show with a spoiler-free review or spoiler-free reaction. Uh, James, after the last time I was asked not to be on the show. Well, if if you have not seen our last episode of Creepy Book Club, we were obviously reacting to the Odd Sisters, and James, we we all cosplayed the Odd Sisters. The Odd Sisters themselves hosted the last Creepy Book Club, and James was amazing enough to don full wig and all, everything. It was great. So if you haven't seen it. Check out our YouTube channel. Check that episode out. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, let's start off with our spoiler-free review. So Gretchen, I'll let you kick it off. Just your overall thoughts without giving too much away. What did you think of Evil Thing? Ooh, so like what would drive a girl to want to skin puppies? Like how are you going to justify that behavior? And I was really like, I knew the odd sisters were not going to be part of this book. So I was really intrigued on where she was going to go. 
and she told it like a memoir. And I was really enamored with how um, we were able to get a glimpse in Cruella's childhood and where her, her origins begin. And I just found that it was such a, like, it drew me in instantly. And I just found that it just kind of like, she put me right in London and high society. And I got an idea of what life was like for her. And I don't know how it's, you know, it's hard to feel bad for a villain such as Cruella, but Serena did it. She did it. She always does. Serena is so good at making some, even Cruella, who could arguably be one of the worst villains because she wants to kill puppies and like, who does that? Um, and make you just even have a little like empathy, sympathy, feel for Cruella a little bit. Um, I kind of felt the same way. It was really cool. I was really sucked into this one um, just because it was such a exploration of you, you're sort of finding yourself losing your mind along with Cruella a little bit, which I thought was really cool. Like you're sort of seeing the descent into madness, if you will. And you're sort of along for this ride, um, seeing everything from Cruella's perspective, seeing, you know, the things that are happening around her and how she's reacting and responding. Um, and even while, and we'll get into the nitty gritty shortly, but even, um, you know, sometimes she may have overreacted to something or sometimes there may have been something that I was like, whoa, I wouldn't have reacted like that. But then when you put the full puzzle together of who she was, where she comes from, what kind of issues that she's dealing with, um, you can kind of, it, it makes sense. You're like, I understand where Quill is coming from in how she responds to things that are happening around her. Um, so it was, it was, it was a really cool um character sort of case study if you will <laughs> just kind of really diving into her thought process and again her descent into madness and it was i i was hooked like i sped through it and then i had to go back and reread it because i i was like i read it too fast <laughs> i was like I need, I need to go back and like reread it again um, it was, I, I really liked this one a lot as much as I, I thought I was going to be really heartbroken that there were no odd sisters present in this one. Um, and then Angel No VR says this book feels like an alternate universe version of the movie about her backstory. And yet it's so different, which makes it really weird how this came out one year before the movie, which is way, <laughs> I'm sure there was more to that comment, but it didn't come up. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I really enjoyed this one, even without the odd sisters, I missed them, um, and excited to get them back. But I, I feel like just Cruella, this whole take on Cruella in and of itself was just like, yeah, it was great. I All agree. Right. I agree. I, I like, I like, I, I mean, like the odd sisters are, you know, we fell in love with them, obviously. And, um, I was intrigued and I have some theories of why the odd sisters were not present. So we'll talk about that. But I just feel like even though I miss them being there, I didn't miss them in the book. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I kind of forgot they weren't there because the book just drew me right in. And I actually read it twice too. Cause I was like, I blew right through it. And I was like, Oh, I got to take notes. <laughs> 
You're like, wait, I'm supposed to, I got to talk about this in detail later. Let me, let me go back and reread it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm seeing a few folks in the chat kind of talking about, you know, how you didn't really need the Odd Sisters in this one as much as we may have missed them. Um, oh, and then Catherine Wong, who is my friend, shout out to Kat. How does Cruella's story in the book compared to the new Disney movie adaptation if you have watched it? I have not watched it yet. I'm ashamed to admit. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, but I'm excited to see how it compares. I um, haven't watched it either. So don't feel so bad. Okay. I, I purposely haven't watched it because I knew we were doing this live stream and I didn't want to pollute my mind with anything but what this content is. So I will be watching the movie probably this weekend. <laughs> because I just wanted to make sure I could focus solely on Serena's book and, and not allow any other information to take away from my knowledge. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think that's actually, you raise a really good point that maybe it's good that I went in without any comparisons to this. Um, and then Silver Sweet said that they're to two totally different stories. So that's good to know that it's very different takes um, on Cruella. So I'm, I'm still excited to see the movie. The visuals look stunning. So I'm hyped for that still. Um, but I just haven't gotten around to it, but I will, especially after reading this, I feel like I want more Cruella. I need more Cruella. I think. Agree. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about covers our non-spoiler reactions to the book. So this is it y'all. That's right. Spoiler. Get out while you can run. Because and if you have for the future is going to be full of spoilers. All right. So there you have it. You have you had time to tune out if you haven't read the book yet and you don't want to get spoiled. So if you're still here, Oh, and then Serena said they're not connected at all. So it came from the source herself. She said they're not, they didn't, they're not connected. They're different takes on Cruella. So I'm excited for it. Um, so now we will begin our spoiler discussion. If you're still here, I assume that means you read it or you just really don't care about spoilers. That's cool too. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> just to give one last chance for everybody to get out. All right, Can't get one more. <laughs> oh You're my gosh. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, shout out to Johnny D on the ones and twos, by the way. He's our technical director for this show. So, all of the cool effects and things happening. Shout out to him. Um, all right. So. We're going to get into it. Yes, yay me. Well done, Johnny. <laughs> well done. Um, so now let's get into it. So I just wanted to start off right at the beginning. We're starting at Cruella's childhood um, while she's very young. And the first thing that struck me in that initial opening chapter was that the Serena Valentino's book series exists in Cruella's universe. Um, that that Cruella is reading these fairy tales about 
and she, you know tulip she she brings up just sort of having an affinity for princess tulip and her story and following her story throughout the books and i thought that was so interesting it was a nice way to sort of keep it connected even though this very much felt like a standalone book it still sort of reminded you that it's very much still connected with this series um what was your kind of reaction to that that was really exciting like i i was like the little ears poked up. I was like, tulip, tulip, <laughs> what's happening? And I, I would have liked to see more of that. Actually, I, I was really intrigued by her talking about Princess Tulip and Poppin' Jay and their adventures. And it was almost like I was like leaning my ear to the book. Like, I want to hear more. Like, tell me more about this because I really thought that was a creative way to connect the worlds. And I mean, it makes sense because. They're all these storybook characters. So it's like my other question was, is that the book that was in the Odd Sisters house that Snow White and um, Cersei were reading that had their stories in it? So it's like, is that the same book that somehow found its way to the real world? Because she did say it came from a faraway land of magic. So... It's a very good point. That that's my question. Um, where did the book come from? She said her father gave it to her. So where where did he get this book? Because they were making a big deal about it being like nobody else knew these stories, and it came from like this faraway land of magic. Oh, so there. So Serena Valentino herself said there will be more in Cold Hearted, and yes, that is the book of fairy tales. So nailed it. Nailed it. You nailed it. Silver Sweet. I thought it was very interesting to have her father purchase the jade earrings based on her love for the books and that they may have been cursed by the sisters themselves. Yes, we're going to get into it. You're ahead of us. But yeah, I that's something I definitely want to talk about. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. So it is the book of fairy tales. So that poses an interesting either this is the same universe or we are dealing with a magical multiverse. Mm hmm which I'm here for. Um, yeah. 2021 is the year for multiverses. So honestly, Serena was ahead of the game on that. That's exactly what this was. So yeah, she, we can say she did it. She did it first. She did the multi before Marvel and DC was hopping on the multiverse train here. Serena Serena's was doing like, it. I'm seven that. books into the multiverse. You don't even know. <laughs> you are not ready for this. <laughs> Um, Angel Noviar says, you see it has to be an enchanted prequel and the fairy tale forest in Enchanted is the same as in the villain series and the real world in Enchanted is the same thing, is the only way the series can. Again, I think the, the I'm wondering if there's like a limit on YouTube where they cut you off, sorry about that. Um, and then Serena said to answer Angel that they're not connected. Okay. Um, so there you go. The Cruella multiverse. Cruella multiverse. I I would join the Cruella multiverse. Like, what would, would be, be what would be our Cruella? Hmm. Like in our universe? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. She'd probably be like an Instagrammer. Sure, sure. Like, I feel like I could see her being like a social media influencer. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. <laughs> Just our modern 
I don't know. Maybe they kind of did that with the new Cruella movie. I haven't seen it, so I have no Let's frame of reference. Who knows? Um, but who knows? She'd Sneaky be a Kardashian. Kardashian. <laughs> Maybe. She would Maybe definitely she have her own glam squad following her around and fluffing her furs. And that, that oh, would for be sure. PETA for would, sure. really, would be up her business. Yeah. Topic. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe as a modern Quilla, maybe like furs wouldn't be her thing necessarily, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know what would be the equivalent to like furs back in that time, you know? Right. Um, so Any kind knows? of drip. That's right. That's right. Um, Serena said, this is our world and their worlds and they are able to traverse them. Oh, like a portal. Oh, wait a minute. There's a lot of mirrors around in the world. We do know mirrors are a great way to get between like the dream realm. Oh, uh, uh, ooh. Ooh. I just want to sit at Serena's feet with a cup of tea and just listen. Tell me all the things. Tell me all the stories. Oh, it's amazing. Yes, we're, so great. So many tangents we're going to be off on today. I know. We have a lot to say. I know. Um, and then Silver Sweet also says more tangents coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, Silver Sweet says mirror travel. That would be really cool. If that, that would if be that really would, cool. If like almost like Alice through the Looking Glass type things, where you can go between these dimensions and these realms. I uh, like that. That's a I fun like idea. That. Ooh, that's a nice juicy breadcrumb. I like that. <laughs> that is that is nice. Um, but getting back to Cruella, yes. so something else about her childhood, and this is where you sort of start to see. Um, I think the 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 struggle a little bit. Um, with Cruella, um, and that's sort of the relationship with her parents, right, is, is the huge, I think, centerpiece of this whole book. Um, and so you see early on, you know, she has, she has a good relationship with her father, but obviously he's very busy with work and, and what he's doing to kind of manage the household. They're these very elite socialites in London worth a lot of money. So, of course, her dad has a lot of business dealings and stuff. Um, and then she has a mother that is very absent. Her mother just likes to travel and never be home and is never present. Even when she is there, she's not really engaged. And she just buys Cruella gifts and is like, there, there, here, here's a present. Leave me be. I'm going on another trip again. Um, so I immediately found myself being like, what a terrible mother. And like, what are you setting? Like, obviously already knowing it's Cruella. I'm like, this is all your fault. <laughs> Looking at her mom. Um, what were your thoughts of like that early introduction to her parents and her relationship with them? Um, I immediately was like, ah, there it is. That, that's that's what did it. <laughs> um, you know, the the fact that she was talking about how she only got to see her mother for an hour a day and it was her favorite part of the entire day. Like there are 24 hours in the day and your favorite part of the entire day was that one hour you got to spend with your mother. And even then she like complained about 
what she was wearing and why she was eating messy jelly and things like that because they were like having tea. And so it's like she didn't even get to have any kind of time with her mom and all she wanted. That was like the highlight of her day. And then all of the like the maids and the cooks and stuff, they would just look at her so sad. Like they like pitied her the whole time. And she's just like, what are you pitying me for? I get to spend an hour a day with my mother. <sighs> like, what is wrong with you? Not everybody gets to do that. So I found that it was like, she, she didn't realize that that was not okay. Like she, she justifies it the whole time that, oh, this is all perfectly acceptable. This is how my mother shows her love. She, oh, look, she bought me this beautiful thing. And now I have this because my mother loves me. And I, I found that that was just like right off the bat. I was like, ah, I see. I see how this can go. This, this definitely yeah. starve for love will cause people to do amazing and terrible things. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I, I like that comment too from Silver Sweet that that her mother's the real villain of the story. Absolutely. Um, from very early on, I was kind of like, this woman is going to mess Corolla up. Um, yeah, and also too, like I just throughout the book, I think something else that stood out to me a lot, um, which I'll probably keep coming up as a theme, is just Cruella has such low self-esteem. Um, that it's, you know, she's so, because her, she's so deprived of love and acceptance from her own mother, um, that, you know, a lot of times when, you know, the, and then because she's being pitied by, you know, their staff, right. And, it, you know, you would think, you know, she's this rich socialite heiress, you know, what would, you know, these cooks and these housekeepers and every, you know, have to, to pity her for. Right. Um, and I think that sort of adds to her not feeling a sense of self-worth. Oh, definitely. Um, like nothing's ever good mm -hmm. enough. She's never right. dressed well enough. Her hair looks bad. Like the only enforcements that she gets, only like any kind of praise she gets from her mother is, you know, non-existent. You know, the first thing she says is, why are you wearing this? Why, why did you dress that way? Why didn't you wear the dress I gave you? That was much nicer. And then she wears the dress on another occasion and she's like, oh, you look lovely. So she's like, oh, sweet, I did it. So she puts the same dress on and goes and sees her again. And she's like, I saw it the first time. Why would you wear this again? Like, like she can never do right. Like she never can make it right. And that's why she has absolutely no self-esteem. It's it's actually very sad to uh, to read because you just kind of, your heart starts kind of breaking because it's just like a little eight-year-old girl, you know, she's just a child. Yeah. And then how desperate she is, like how, like she's willing to do anything. She's willing to, and we'll get into this further, but she's willing to lose so much just for her mother's affection. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking like that, that I think was like tough to see just how, yeah, how desperate she was. Yeah. Um, and then I just wanted to get to a couple things in the chat. Angel had said this mother gets worse. Oop, and I just lost it. Sorry. One second. I'm going to roll back up to that comment. <laughs> Worst mother award out of all the mothers in fiction. She gets yes. it. Yeah. This is probably the worst mother, uh, relationship. I think I've read about. Um, Gothel is a close second, but she's, I mean, she kind of kidnapped her kid. 
Oh yeah, God. she I was like playing the role. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah, could imagine that would be a difficult section to write. Like, you know, you have to break this fictional character's heart, but it's like, I can imagine you connect. You know, obviously, you know, you connected so deeply with that character. I, I can imagine that's very difficult to like, you know, you got to break your heart. That's hard. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it was definitely, that was, those were some of the most painful parts to read. Um, and then uh, to mention some of those gifts. So her mother was sort of, you know, she, Cruella was learning to equate love with material things. Um, and so her mother would always gift her the fur coats, which hence, you know, leads to our image of Cruella being in her fabulous fur coats um, and her obsession with fur. Uh, and then her dad gifts her these beautiful jade earrings that he got from a pirate uh, in his travels. Um, and these earrings definitely become a fixation. And I'm, we're, we'll get into that later. Uh, but the the earrings were definitely something that kept coming up throughout the book that I was like, okay, there's something about these earrings. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I need to pay attention to these earrings. Um, pay attention um, to the earrings. Pay attention to the earrings. Um, so then we get to sort of the next phase in Cruella's life. Um, as if this girl doesn't have it hard enough with her just sort of very dismissive and neglectful mother. Um, her dad dies. She loses her dad. Um, she's quite young. I think she was like 15 or 16. I don't recall her exact age, um, in the book, but she was, she was pretty young. Um, that, that was a, a really interesting scene too. Like he was, he was literally like on his deathbed. Like he was ill. He's in bed. The curtains are drawn and Corella, like, I guess in an attempt to bring joy into the home, she makes all this noise. She flings open the curtains. Like she really disrupts the whole room and in and, and kind of a bad way. Like the nurses are all like, stop, stop. You know, his heart can't handle that. And she's like trying to get him to dance with her. And, and it was just, it was like, she was almost out of control at that time. Like something had clicked in her because she was just like, raging in there and they were like you dude you can't be doing this because your dad is very weak he's got a heart condition he can't do this and she's just like f that i'm gonna do me and we're gonna have a good time come on dad let's dance and i could just visualize this weak weak man trying to indulge his daughter because clearly you know indulgence is what he does and so he's trying to do this and it's just causing his heart to go weak so it's like she kind of caused it to happen like she went all this craziness and then her father, his heart gives out and, and he's gone. Yeah. And so it's like, can you imagine like I, what was going on in her brain to, to, to think that this was an okay thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. She wanted her last moment. I was just going to say that Serena, um, that she wanted her last moment with her, him. I actually found myself the second time I read through the book, I actually tear like I, I had some tears during that scene. Uh, and, you know, it just made me think about, um, you know, when when you do lose your parents or the idea, you know, I'm I'm very lucky. I still have both my parents right now. But, you know, I 
when you have those thoughts, you know, I was just sort of putting myself in Cruella's shoes of like, if I was at that point where I knew I was going to lose one, um, you know, having that one last dance with your dad, like I was like, <laughs> I, I, even now I feel like I'm going to tear up just thinking about it of having that one last dance with your dad, you know, knowing like, this is it. And I'm, I want to cherish this moment and I want it to be you know, as much as like, yes, she probably pushed him over the edge physically. I think also she still gave a gift to her dad and that, you know, rather than him just slowly dying in this really dark, dreary room alone, that his last moments were dancing with his daughter in the sunshine. And I was like, this is so beautiful. Well, <laughs> well, when you put it like that, you make me feel, feel it. I what is, why is my face wet? What do you um, put it like that for? Yeah. I just, that scene just like, like feelings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to go there. I know. Um, yeah. I, I, that, that scene was just so beautiful and emotionally, like I just was like wrapped up in that scene and, and, and I could understand, I understood her, you know, her mom and everybody else freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, like he's so weak. What are you doing? But at the same time, I also understood in that moment Cruella so much because, you know, wanting to have that, that to cherish for the rest of your life, like I can only imagine. Um, and then Serena said she felt he deserved more than a lonely death. I can um, see that. Yeah, I could see that. I, I definitely could see that. That definitely puts it in a different perspective for me because I'm an analytical person. So I'm just like, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing this? This is this is a bad idea. Like, like I, I could see the emotional connection there now that she mentioned that, but my first read was just like, Oh my God, she's going to kill him. This is going to happen. This is, this is, Oh, that's going to be bad. You know, like the whole time I'm reading it, my, I'm like panicked. Cause I'm like, I see what's going to happen. And I'm just like, Oh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it does, you're right. You weren't wrong <laughs> because he, right after she leaves him, you know, he, he passes. Um, so definitely, I mean, it probably did push him over the edge, but realistically he probably was going to die within the next couple of hours. Like, you know, maybe she he, cut he it by a couple the, hours he was on the end. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a, a beautiful scene. Had me in tears, <laughs> got me right in the feels. Um, and so, yeah, so she, then we sort of get this drama. Uh, and then Serena, oh, Serena said it wasn't a wise thing to do for sure, but her emotions took over. Yeah. I as can they would like that. And <laughs> we all are allowed to have our feelings. I oh. totally respect that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, I mean, I, I, I would, you know, I've had moments where my emotions took over the logical part of my brain. I'm not ashamed to admit. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of humans do. We all um, do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then interestingly, you know, her, her dad passes, there's all the drama, you know, her mom is upset blaming, which again, such a terrible mother, you know, this young girl just lost her dad. And the first thing you're going to say to her is like, it's your fault. You did this. Like you killed him. And it's like, uh, <laughs> Like she definitely it? was justified in being upset, but I think her motive for her upset was definitely not that she lost the love of her life and her husband. Like, I th I feel like she was more upset that 
papers may not have been signed in time and things like that. Like, I feel like she was more mad than upset. Yeah, I agree. Especially like once we find out what makes Cruella's mom tick more later. Yeah. I was like, I was like, no, she was angry because she was hoping to have more affairs in order by the time he passed. Um, so yeah, she definitely that anger. And then to add even more um, insult to injury. Oh, and then Silver Sweet also said, I don't think the mother loved the father all that much except for money. What a gold digger. Yeah. Well, this I is the time of lords so. and ladies. And so, you know, she, she was, her mother was obviously raised to be a wife of a lord. Like they, that's a whole different world. So yeah, all she cared, she probably didn't even get to choose to marry him. That was probably prearranged by her parents for like titles and stuff. So like I, there's no love match there that there, there never was. So she's just there to, you know, spend his money and do whatever. And he's there to have a beautiful wife on his shoulder, on his arm. And that's, that's it. So yeah, yeah that's a total gold digger. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> but that's what she um, was bred for. That's why you, yeah. you know, you, you go to finishing school so you can learn how to be a good wife in society. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then to just add more anger to her mother's plate, uh, we find out that Lord Deville has left all of his fortune to not his wife, but to his daughter. Um, and then with, and then with the, the, uh, condition that, um, if she were to marry that she can't change her name, she has to remain a DeVille for life. And then she gets to keep all of her father's fortune and all of his estate. And mom is not happy about that. <laughs> not even a little bit like that. That was, that was, that was a through the roof moment for sure. She, uh. She, uh, she, she just like, she took off for like months. Like she's like, I'm out. Yeah. That's the other thing too, is I was just like, what again? Like, I feel like this whole show is just going to be like, what a terrible mother. <laughs> like the, your daughter just lost her father. And even if you didn't love him, it's like, you're just going to take off to go on vacation for months and leave your daughter alone for an entire summer. and not even see her off to school. Yeah. That was the other thing that she went off to finishing school and like, she didn't even come home to see her off to school, which means she's going even longer. Right. Um, uh, it, it was just like, I was just like, if I met this woman. There was a lot of speech-taking <laughs> in this book. Like, yes. oh, this lady. Yes, how not to be a mother 101, exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so frustrating. She's so terrible. Um, but I, but again, that's part of setting up, setting up her story. Cruella becomes right. Yeah. Um, Cruella was nothing more than a necessary evil. Like Lady Deville had to have a baby so that there would be an heir to the title. That was her sole purpose of marrying the Lord was to give him an heir. She did her job. She moved on. That's that's she was just a necessary evil. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so then Cruella goes off to school and she gets sent with her very close childhood friend, Anita, who is a ward of another rich elite family, if I understand correctly. Right. Right. So she is not elite herself, but she sort of was 
taken guardianship. Right. Um, finally. Like, like just a step down. Like um, Corella referred to them as the in-betweens where they weren't like working class, but they weren't the elite either. They were just, I guess in the world is like upper middle class, you know, um, but that's what she was. And Cruella is reminded constantly um, of her level versus Anita's level. Like she is constantly reminded, well, she's below you. So, you know, don't, don't really spend too much time with her because she's below you. So, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. You want to hang out with people who are at your level like that. That's the whole time she's being told this. And so it's like, even Anita is not accepted in that, that world. And Anita is like the best influence that she's got. Yeah. Like very much so. And I think that's the other thing. Um, interesting about Cruella is because she obviously she's taught something so different right she's brought up to sort of really believe and be a part of this classes system and you know who she needs to associate with and who she doesn't and all this kind of stuff but at the same time you know the person closest to her Anita her closest friend beloved friend um is not of high status um and so it's this constant conflict in Crow's life of like what makes what actually makes her happy and who makes her happy um versus who or who and what she believes is supposed to make her happy um which i found is a very interesting sort of conflict of of um her thought process it is sure. it's, it's like she she's being pushed by what she's told should is what will is what she needs like she she doesn't have a choice here like this is this is your future it's already planned out for you so this is what you're gonna have to do to make yourself happy is do this don't go over there with them but it's that's got to be like i can imagine that's very difficult to uh want to long to be with a friend or somebody but like not being a you know being able to go but every time you come home you get nothing but flack like the whole time like you shouldn't be with them you shouldn't hang out with them that's that's very difficult to be like almost being forced to choose between somebody that brings you joy and somebody that is just trying to suck your very existence out of you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't have said it better yeah definitely i think it's it's very sad. And then also too, like you think about like, you know, at her age, right. And, and teenage years are already a struggle of like identity. What do I want? What makes me happy? Who am I? You know, all this kind of stuff. And I think when you have, you know, such strong influence from, you know, especially your mother, um, that is telling you like, you need to do this. You need to be this, you need to behave this way. You need to act this way. You need to associate yourself with these people. And she's like, okay, okay. You know, but then she's also having these experiences on her own where she's like, oh, but like, I really enjoy this person. And this person really makes me happy and doing this really makes me happy. And, but it's that's like not what she I'm doesn't, to do. It's like, she doesn't recognize what the happiness is. Like truly, like she seems happiest when her mom's gone. And she's in the house with Anita and Miss um, Pritchett and the the wait staff who are all like a family. Like they make her go downstairs and celebrate things with the with the help. And mm -hmm. it's like 
she starts to understand what happiness is. Like, she's like, oh, well, this is fun. Is this what fun is? Is this what this is? Is this what fun feels like? Like, she doesn't even recognize it. She's like, I feel like, she's like, she describes like this weird, like feeling that she has. She's like, what is this? This is weird. I don't like it, you know, but it's happiness that she's feeling. She just doesn't even recognize what it is. No, and that's even more tragic that she just doesn't, like she doesn't under, she's never experienced true happiness. So when she has those moments of happiness, she doesn't understand what it is. And it's like, it, it makes it even more tragic, like even more sad. Um, oh, but yeah. Um, so the other thing I found interesting, so obviously Anita and, and Cruel at school, and then you have, you know, Anita, because, you know, word gets out that Anita is not, she's not one of us she's not an elite person she just got in off the school off of like the charity of the devils and all this um and so she starts getting picked on and not just picked on by the other girls but picked on by the staff and and picked on by the faculty and uh the the other thing about Cruella throughout this book there were moments where I was really like rooting for Cruella and like yeah like you tell him and all this and then there was moments where I was like oh Cruella like that's rude um, Serena said, because she wants her mom to make her feel happy and love her as much as the servants and Anita does. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's so it, true. She, she's like, I want this with my mom. That's yeah. 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 I can, I can understand that for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, and that's the other thing too, is I think, you know, a, a lot of times in real life, there are people that have toxic family members and their, their family becomes you know, people who may not have blood relation necessarily. And, and there's such a thing as found family. Um, and which is, I, I think makes it even more heartbreaking that Cruella couldn't recognize that she could, you know, just because it's her mom, I, I understand, I get, I get the desire um, for your mom's love and affection and approval, but also, you know, you can, you can form your own family. You can surround yourself by people who love you and appreciate you. Um, yeah, it was just right. it was just, just so heartbreaking. You choose. Like nobody nobody That's let right. her know that that was okay, you know. It's yeah. Like, it's it's okay. The friends are family you choose and and you should yep. be able to embrace that. So I really but but Anita fought to keep her friends. Like she really fought. That was like the one time that she would ever like kind of disobey her mom was she was like, "No, these are my friends." And she was very protective of Anita. Um, she, you know, when they, when the word got out that she was lesser, if you will, um, Cruella stepped up for, her. you know, she was like, no, you are not going to treat her any differently. You, this is, she is just as worthy of being here and she is my friend. And I'm sure that my family would not want to donate to a school that doesn't teach the, every student the same way. You know, I mean, like she really stepped up for Anita and I was like, yeah. Me too. I was like, yes, Cruella, you tell them, like, flex your power. I love, you know, in that moment, she's using her privilege, uh, in, like, for, to advocate uh, and, and protect somebody that she loves in that moment. Uh, and then I wanted to um, respond. Silver Sweet said, definitely in the LGBT community, you get to choose your own family. That's, that's a great point. Sure. Um, I think, you know, just yeah, again, people who are living and existing in families that don't accept you, love you, appreciate you um, the way you deserve as a human being. 
Um, Serena said, hat. buy a new hat. <laughs> that was yes. great. I love that little like, I was like, you get her Cruella, you tell her, tell her something. I was like, oh, if that was, that was a great moment. That was one. It was, a, it was like a nice little dig at there. It was great. I love it. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. love those. I, Go ahead, Go sorry. Ahead. Oh, I was, I was just gonna say. <laughs> Wait, what? <Yes. laughs> I was just gonna say, I love those moments where Cruella would kind of buck the elitist system a little bit. And I, 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 there was, I was like, keep going, you can keep doing it. But then she would, you know, pull back. Everybody, uh, you get a little scared, but I think that mm -hmm. was kind of like, I saw a lot of duality in Cruella here. Like she almost kind of had like a bipolar type behavior where she, um, she would kind of be in like, she would lean towards being like her mom, you know, like she would lean towards her elitist behavior and her um, snobbish ways. But then she would switch gears and, 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 and be in a total different mindset. And I think that might've, you know, I don't know if that had something to do with like the, the earrings or anything like that, that she was wearing or, or what, but like, there was like almost two personalities with Cruella. Um, and sometimes like her behavior was not really the same constantly. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, those dang earrings doing the pinchy pinch. That's right. She's right. I mean, I guess if my earrings hair. pinched my ears, it would start to kind of piss me off a little and I might be a bit irritable. Like, you know, I felt Fair. like, you know, that's, that's a fair thing. But then also, you know, there's the whole point of what's going on with the earrings. Right. Very true. That's a very good point. And now that you bring that up, yeah, that connection between her shifting behavior uh, Serena said, ding, ding, her mother and the earrings. I'm ex I'm excited. And you said, you said we're going to learn a little more in cold hearted Serena. I, I, I'm wondering if these earrings may be being worn. So I have a theory else? about the earrings. Can I say? Say it, do it. <laughs> okay. So do you remember in the odd sisters where they got a hold of the odd sisters journals? Yes. And in the journals, they were listing different talismans and artifacts and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. I believe those earrings were actually mentioned oh. in the Odd Sisters journal. Serena, let me know if I'm correct in that. You're um, right. But I believe that they are um, mentioned as talismans. So, oh, thank you. They're McBiff. McBiff. There it is. <laughs> They're beautiful on the stretchy. Oh my gosh, Gretchen! I just noticed the evil queen picture you have behind yeah. you. I have the exact same one in my living room behind my computer right now. You can't see it, but it's behind my laptop. I have Maleficent up there too, but it's not um, you. We're we're we're. This is why we're like besties. We're book club right. besties. It's um, all in the journals. Yes. Oh my gosh! So okay, so then that does confirm cross realm because she said they came from the other realm like she said they came from a pirate a that pirate in, in, yeah. in the magical realm so, in so the where, was, realm. where was her dad going i would like well, to know who I does her dad know. know that is my dad question. know what what portal 
did dad find? Like, I want to know how those things got here. Yes. I feel like, oh, we, okay. Are we, I don't know, Serena, if you'll say, but are, are we going to see Cruella's dad? We again? love Macbeth, big fans. Yes. Macbeth's great. Friend of the Kirby Kingdom. Um, <laughs> book club exclusive. Well, I don't know. Serena hasn't confirmed or denied anything yet. She may be like, not saying anything. But oh my gosh, could you imagine if her dad is somebody in like, he, like if he has, if he did cross realms and get those earrings from a pirate, who is this pirate? Right. Like I immediately thought Captain James Hook. Like that's, that was my first thought. Like where did these okay. come at? Serena oh. said, you'll find out where the earrings are from in the book oh. after Cold Hearted. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, right. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, and bread I thought- crumbs, Bread too. crumbs, bread crumbs. Bread crumbs. <laughs> Exclusive. Her dad is somebody. Her dad isn't somebody, isn't somebody okay. but Lord okay. has got connections. So he, but the thing is, if he's not somebody, he know, knew somebody that was somebody. Right. He's got some <laughs> connections. I mean, I can imagine being Lord Deville. You probably have connections. Probably. Oh my goodness. So yeah, if oh. and, if, and I had the same thought. I was my brain immediately because I know Serena had already hinted that she's doing a male villain, and my mind was wondering. I was like, is this Hook? Is it? Uh, I don't know. That would be awesome. I don't know. He got them from a shop who bought them from somebody, Serena says. Somebody. If we could get her there. from somebody. Ooh. Ooh. Serena, you're getting my wheels turning because now I'm thinking are there sort of people in the Disney fairy tale universe that own a shop of a bunch of goods? Like the black market? Like, yeah, like they're kind of like the speakeasy of magical things. And maybe they know where uh, the portals, if you will, are to be able to go and snipe things from the. Ooh. Mm. OK, OK, that's exciting. I know this is stuff. This is all fuel for my theorizing. <laughs> brain oh, that's over exciting. Here. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, my, my question wow. about the earrings, though, is dad gives them to her, right? And he's like, by the way, they're cursed. Just so you know, these are cursed earrings. Why do you put them on? <laughs> like, why would you do that? That's For me, I would be like, thank you. These are wonderful. Maybe put them in a beautiful box and have them. No, no. She's like, oh, yeah. Let me put out. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> it's like she puts them on and she knows they're cursed. So I feel like, like, I guess that she was just so excited that they were a gift from her father. Like, I mean, she was wearing the furs that her mom gave her constantly. So, like, I guess she's like, these are from my dad. I'll put these on. But it's like, I feel like if my dad gave me something and said, by the way, it's cursed, I probably wouldn't put them on. Yeah. I don't know what I would do, to be honest. I mean, I think, I think 
uh, yeah, you they put were them on for a minute to feel them. <laughs> like, I, well, I would definitely, I would definitely examine them. Um, Serena said she was impressed that they were expensive and didn't believe that they were cursed. That's fair. And also too, I imagine in Cruella's world, she lives in an elitist London in our realm. So sure. she probably is like, I don't believe in such nonsense. That's she a has cool dinner story. at the Palace. So yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's gotcha. a cool story. Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'll just pop them on. And um, meanwhile, dad's like, no, they're they're actually ooh, they're really cursed. Okay, yeah, you're doing know. it. You're going all the way there. You're doing you know it. what I would do? If my dad gifted me with earrings and told me they were cursed, I would try to find every voodoo priestess bruja and witch in town and have them all like I mean, you just yes, do a read for me salt, just do, yes. on it. We're do a read for me like tell me around it are you feeling bad energy what kind of curse like tell me what i'm dealing with here like i yeah i'd want uh yeah oh and she hadn't gotten that far in the book of fairy tales oh Oh, so she would have kept reading. She would have almost known her own fate. That's crazy. That's a... <laughs> Interesting. You know, I didn't think about that because she she kept wanting to read more about it. And for some reason, in my mind, I just felt like that was like a favorite book that they've read over and over and over again. But I didn't realize they were going still going through the book for the first time. So... I like that. Um, and then Silver Sweet says, I think whoever that somebody is, they stole them from someone in the many kingdoms. So I, they, agree. I mean, the earrings probably have a whole story of their own. Just we gotta like wait. how they got to Cruella. <laughs> Man, I'll, I'll be thinking about this for the next, what, year? Yeah, <laughs> Years yeah. change. We're going to be speculating about this for at least a year. It's for sure. For sure. I need to know now. I'm like, who was this? Who oh, had the earrings? Breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs. <laughs> um, all right. Where well, am I? Like, where was like, she, she did get power from dressing, though. Like, when she put on yes. her coat her mom gave her, when she put on her earrings, she felt proud and strong. She felt like she was... Uh, very powerful. So, you know, they were kind of like talismans for her though, because they were just like, I'm donning my energy. My, my power is my beautiful fur coats that put my status. Like it's her elitist power that she was putting on. So, you know, they, maybe they just made her feel powerful and they just happened to be like cursed. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. She could like feel, maybe like feel energized through them probably. Um, and then Silver Sweet asked, did Tremaine wear them? Now that's what I was thinking. I'm trying. I'm trying to now picture the the book cover image in my mind. And I feel <laughs> like she's wearing jade, like what could be jade earrings. I I can't. I have. I've I've seen the book cover and it's fantastic, but I haven't like zoomed in on it yet. But I'm gonna to tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right after this, it's like. Let me look look at this book as cover soon again. As we sign off, I'm pulling that picture up and I'm gonna investigate with a big old magnifying glass. Yeah. Okay. So Serena said, I can see why people would think the earrings are the same. So are you telling me they're not the same, or are you not telling me that they are the same? <laughs> 
Oh, that they're not. Okay. Serena said, but they are not. Okay. So we she have it from the wearing some pretty green earrings. Okay. Let's okay. Let's, let's go. Okay. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, try I'm digging too hard. Is, is what this is like the about. best game of hot or cold I've ever played in my entire it's life. It's so true. It's like, are we are we close, Serena? Are we Wherever, cold? Are we cold? Uh, cold, uh, cold, uh, cold. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like it's, it's a lot game. of fun. I know it is. It's so much fun to speculate, especially when you the person who holds all the knowledge is she's right is, there. Is, <laughs> is she's right there having like, a cocktail, I'm sure. And I know, delicious. Just loving watching our wheels turn, <laughs> trying to figure this out. So um, I do have another question about another character, though. Yes, let's so get let's, into it. Let's talk about Mrs. Webb. Oh yeah, this spider. Oh, it's all explained in curl. What's all explained? The earrings? What is all explained? <laughs> I'm assuming the earrings, maybe. I hope we'll see. She said they discuss it in the next book, so I think I think okay. we're I think okay. we're just jumping ahead. We're almost there. We're almost there. Okay. So okay. Close. July oh, first month. The, yes. The earrings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm like, oh. okay. Anyway, yes, Mrs. Webb. Mrs. Webb, the spider. So she comes out of nowhere. Yep. She instantly, Corella hates her. Like, yep. instantly. Mm -hmm. and, and she hasn't even done anything. Like, nobody else seems to be bothered by her. But she appears out of nowhere that uh, Lady DeVille hired her. Um, I don't believe that Lady DeVille hired her. I think that I she think so. was brought in from this, the magical fairy tale realm. Um, I feel like she might be a spy, perhaps. Um, I I don't know very much. She doesn't talk a whole lot about the spider, but um, and that's Corella's nickname for her. But I I stuck with it because I liked it. Um, I just I was very instantly suspicious of her, very suspicious. She uh, she just saw me right. Like immediately, her vibe just is wrong, and Corella's like. Who's Mrs. Webb? Is she like is she like a tittlebottom where she's kind of like uh, a little minion brought over? Like, is this the uh, you know? I know the Odd Sisters weren't in the book, but were they influencing something in the book? Like, obviously, the fairy tale book. It was her mother's spy to let her know what was going on. Okay, so I was right to be suspicious, but like, she just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I was curious where she, because I think there was even a part where Cruella's talking to her mom about the spider, and she's like, I think she asks her mom, like, where, like, where'd she, like, where'd you find her or something, or where'd she come from? And her mother just kind of was like, ah, don't, like, almost like, don't worry about it. Um, and I kind of was like, huh. And then, like, to jump ahead towards the end of the book, the very, the, the, um, not the epilogue. I forgot what it was. The the thing that that Serena wrote from the author's perspective on the last yeah. section about Miss Webb being with Cruella uh, in the end, I thought was very interesting um, and suspicious. And yeah, she I am in a puff of smoke on the doorstep. Yeah, I mean, it just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, I think she's she's like a dark Mary Poppins. Like it, this yes. is, <laughs> she's definitely. <laughs> Um, I, I, if she's not directly related to the odd sisters, I think 
I would think that if these earrings are cursed, if they have a history, I'm curious if she's there for the earrings, but she can't, like, if there's something preventing her from just being like, oh, I'll just steal the earrings or something, like, like maybe she has to wait till Cruella dies or given the earrings like maybe it's something to do with their magic that you can't just like take them from somebody i don't know i'm curious i i yeah i i agree everything Every. is controlled by the odd sister mm. yeah i would, i mean obviously she must have had some sort of contact with lady deville perhaps but like i feel like she was placed there specifically for that reason so i uh Interesting. Everything's like controlled it. by the odd sisters. I'm here I, for Dark Mary Poppins too, James. I, I would watch a Dark Mary Poppins. I, I'd watch yeah. that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here I'd watch that. that show all day. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so jumping ahead, so we kind of talked about, you know, she has these magical moments with her servants and she kind of realizes that, you know, they're 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 like family to her and and you get this beautiful christmas with them and everything um and then it's just turned completely upside down by the arrival of Corella's mom um and just messes everything up um yeah serena we did want breadcrumbs serena said you wanted breadcrumbs <laughs> Well, um, I, I need I need the it. breadcrumbs, and so I need more tea to wash down the breadcrumbs. So that's now, right. <laughs> I, I'm like a little like a little chipmunk. <laughs> just enjoying my breadcrumbs. <laughs> it's so true. Um. So yeah. So and then and so Mrs. Webb had snitched on them. <laughs> more tensions coming. All mm. the tensions. Um, this is when we we realize that Mrs. Webb is a, a snitch for uh, Corolla's mom. Um, you know what happens to snitches? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. get cursed. They get cursed <laughs> and stitches. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that turns everything on its head. The mother. Oh, thanks, Serena. She said we're so cute. <laughs> as we were like extra yeah, trying yeah. to be um but yeah so anita gets picked down and it's a whole thing and um i think at this point too uh miss prickett uh corella fires miss prickett because miss prickett is basically calling out corella's mother to her for being an awful mother and corella's like i'm not trying to hear it so now she's lost two of the people closest to her that she actually has emotional bonds with, she actually finds happiness with, that actually love her. Right. Um, and so she's in this weird vulnerable position and then, you know, in this, this vulnerable time, and I think it's right before Anita gets kicked out, we get introduced to Jack. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lord Shortbottom. Lord Shortbottom. The names are phenomenal. I am here. I Tittlebottom and Shortbottom, and I, I love it all. Give it to me. <laughs> so it's great. great. So great. Well, and it was so funny because as soon as he gets introduced and Crow's mom goes, This is Lord Shortbottom. I was like, Now, if there's ever a man. So, Corella said early on, 
that she, because of her dad's promise, if she got married, that meant that the man had to take her last name. And as soon as I heard Lord Shortbottom, I was he like, I had a problem with that. Yeah, I was like, if there's ever somebody who's going to be like, oh, I'm more than willing to take your last name. I was like, it's going to be Lord Shortbottom. Okay. I was like, Cruella's <laughs> mother tried very hard to get her to get married. Like, because she was trying so hard to like, get her to get married so she could change her name. So therefore all the money would come back to mom. So like she was trying and she was like, well, you know, you want to take her name and, and Cruella would step in every time and be like, Oh, I'm not taking your name. I mean, we can get married if you want, but I'm going to stay at DeVille. And, and Cruella's mom's just like, Damn, try it again. <laughs> like she kept, she yep. kept trying, like bringing her out in society and Cruella would like misbehave and, and act crazy. And, and, and it was like, she would, it's like she didn't even realize that's what she was trying to do. It wasn't because she wanted her daughter to find marital happiness. It was because she was trying to find whatever way she could to break that freaking will so that she could get this money. Shady. So mm. shady. Yeah. I, it was funny. It was more she, shady than a rainforest. It was so shady. So much shade. Mm. So much shade. Um, yeah, like I, I at first it took me a minute to clue in the first time I read it when her mom was like, I was like, why does her mom care about her getting married so bad? Like, this is a mother who doesn't even care, like, care about her daughter. She doesn't spend any time with her. Who cares if she gets married? And then, and then as you know, she, yeah, started being like, oh, you'll be lady, whatever. I was like, oh, her mom's trying to get her to change her name. I was like, this has nothing to do with making sure Cruella's happy and in a relationship and taken care of. Um, Silver Sweet said, oh, 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 Serena Valentino says, don't forget Anita has just refused to travel the world with Cruella and then Cracker Jack enters the scene. Yes, yes that's a very good point. Um, so yes, yeah, so she, Cruella, so her goal or what, what her biggest want was, was for her and Anita to just leave behind this elitist world that she grew up in, take all of her father's fortunes. And then they just, as two best friends are just like traveling the world together. I um, think that Cruella kind of loved Anita though. I feel like it was more than a friendship for her. Um, there was a lot, I mean, I feel like if Anita truly, or not, Cruella truly loved anybody other than her mother, it was Anita. Um, I feel like there was definitely more than best friend love there. That was like playground love and that never dies to quote Jennifer's body <laughs> playground love never dies. And I feel like that was, she had this like dream in her mind that they were just going to go off together and tour the world. And I would have gone, that sounds awesome. I want to go <laughs> travel the world with Cruella. <laughs> okay. Sign me up. Um, but yeah. Anita was like, I can't just be your companion. I, I mean, what happens if you get married? What happens if, you know, you do all of this stuff? Yep. So Cruella did love Anita very much. You could tell. Definitely. Mm -hmm. There was. Um, and so Anita wanted to go to like typing school. Like she wanted to go to college. And Cruella was just like, fine. If you don't want me, then you can't have me at all. You're not anything to me. So that's that's kind of what did happen before she met Lord Shortbottom. Yeah, yeah. She was she. I mean, it was rejection, right? It was somebody yeah. who she loved the most, and you know, she already was dealing with ongoing rejection from her mother. 
And then this one person who would actually show her affection back, she was now experiencing rejection from. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine it was very painful. Silversweet said, one of the big things for me, how did her dad set up the delivery of Perdita on her birthday? I couldn't figure that out. I almost felt like it was almost like, have you ever seen that movie, P.S. I Love You? Where like, the, you know, he knows he's dying. So he like sets up, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen P.S. I Love You, but he sets up his his mom or her mom to, you know, gift her these letters and these tick, you know, plane tickets and all this stuff to, to do all this stuff the year after he dies. I almost feel like it was her dad just said like on this day, it'll be her 18th birthday, get her a Dalmatian puppy, name it Perdita, give it to her on her 18th birthday. Like just left specific instructions for and I found um, it interesting that mom that was like directly against mother's wishes. Like, yeah. yeah, it was all set up in the will. Um, that was like, he knew he was dying. He's like, screw her. Like, he's like, I am writing her out of the will. I am getting her a dog. Cause she said she could never have one. So I feel like dad actually kind of knew that Cruella was receiving this kind of emotional abuse ongoing from his wife but he was like so busy doing his lordy work that he he couldn't do anything about it. So he's like, I'm gonna make sure she's always taken care of. You know, that's 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 a sweet sweet sentiment. I I I feel like that was a kind of like a misplaced bit of gift because there was no way in God's rain earth that she was gonna get to keep that dog. Like, right, yeah, yeah. Serena said it was a slap to her mother. Yeah, definitely. I think her dad. I think twofold, right? Her dad made sure to leave all his fortune to his daughter exclusively and that his wife wouldn't get a cent and, and then that she was going to be gifted a dog. Um, yeah, I think he was, I think he knew, you know, obviously being that he was not going to be there anymore, um, that it he was knew just, what she being, was all about. he knew, yeah, he knew what she was about and he was like, Oh no, my daughter's gonna, this is not going to bode well for my daughter. Um, and he was right, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the rejection from Anita comes and then in walks Jack. And okay. He's a dream. He's a total he was, dream. He was a total dream. And I think, I don't know if this was just my skepticism, <laughs> but I just remember like, I was like, he's too perfect. Like I felt, I felt immediately like, I'm like, this is too, he's super willing to take her last name he, you know, came into all this wealth. It turns out he's descended from this elite, you know, family in England, but he's like this American born guy. So he's like super chill and cool. So charismatic. <laughs> he's just, yeah. oh yeah. I felt like he was um, very convenient. Yes. I, and so I was, I was curious. Cause like, there was part of me that was kind of like thinking like, is he going to turn on her later? Is this like a plant? I was almost like, it, are him and his and her mother like in it together? Like, are they plotting something? I l really was thinking like he's gonna be a bad guy because he was just too perfect. Like even I'm, you know, I'm not convinced it wasn't a plan. Like I, I, I'm not convinced the whole thing wasn't a plan. Like he swept in and swept out and very smooth. It was very smoothly done. So, right. I you know because they they planned on getting married. He was going to take her last name. No problem. So mm -hmm. she was financially taken care of. So she said, OK, I'm going to go ahead and give my mother all of my money. I'm going to give it all to her because I now have Jack. 
So he's all good. Like, so I'll just give her, you know, that will make her happy. I'll give her money. And it did. It made her very happy. And then, boop, Jack's gone. Yeah. And very suspiciously, too. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm not even 100% convinced that that burned person upstairs was Jack. Right. Um, you know, I'm almost like, if this was a, an elaborate plot, because it was just, it was too perfect timing. And then especially when, when um, she's describing that when she goes to her mom um, and um, they're, 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 it's her 25th birthday. So she's getting, she's acquiring all of her dad's wealth on her 25th birthday. Right. And then they're waiting for uh, Sir Huntley, the, the solicitor. Um, he may have completed suicide. I think that's a possibility. I mean, given that they reveal that he had a lot of financial troubles, I think that's a possibility. Um, okay, Serena said, sometimes perfect guys exist. He was utterly in love with her, but I knew he would be a misdirect because all too often people can be awful. But he really loved her. Okay, okay. So I I, I was just sort of being very cynical of him, thinking that he was in it with her mom. But that's because we're women. <laughs> a woman scorned i'm like i don't believe it i don't buy it um also okay so here's my it other theory. it was almost too perfect yeah here's my other theory if if he wasn't necessarily a nefarious guy and wasn't co-plotting with her mom for all this then i i think her mom had him killed because the scene where they're sitting in the room and they're waiting for Sir Huntley to come sign the papers. And her mom is like nervously like eyeing the clock. Mm. And I was like, why would she be so concerned what time she was going to sign these papers? Gotcha. Unless she was trying to time it so that like she made sure that he was. I definitely think killed. mom had something to do with Lord Shortbottom's presence or departure. Like there's, there's definitely, yeah. he's, she's, I feel like she was definitely connected in that manner. Um, and, and, and mom was really weird at dinner with Anita and him. And she's automatically just like, like they just met, they just met. And she's like, Oh, wouldn't it be nice if you guys got married and had babies? Like that would be great. And, and it was like kind of very awkward. Like she was just kind of like, you guys look good together. Why don't you guys get married? We could get you a wedding next week if you need. Like we could do this. Very that true. Was, yeah, there was mom was just trying to get her wed. Very. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I think her mom was trying to secure money, and then I think she was just trying to make sure. Because I was trying to think, like, if she was involved in Jack's death, what would be her motive? She. I guess she would want to cut Cruella off completely. She want to make sure. Um, oh, that's interesting. Um, Serena said her mom did plot to get him into Cruella's life. As for his death, it's suspicious. Ooh, I've got goosebumps. Okay, okay, okay. So maybe, maybe I'm onto something here that his death was not accidental or even self-inflicted. She had a hand in whatever shenanigree happened. Yeah. I just felt like Definitely. her behavior, the way I was reading her behavior in that scene as, you know, cause we're, Twitchy. we're, 
understand at that same time, the fire was happening while she's meeting with Cruella and waiting for Sir Huntley to come over to sign all the paperwork. I I was like, I'm what, like, I wonder if she was like eyeing the clock and being really antsy because she was just like, oh, like, hurry up and get over here and sign these papers before my daughter finds out that he's dead, you know? Um, and it's like that was completely yeah. unnecessary though like i i felt like that if 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 that's the case that was like that was just spiteful because she already yeah. gave all her money to her like she could have lived happily ever after with uh with mr Shortbottom and would have been all good like it, it, everybody you would have been happy and i would have been happy it was almost like i want everything and i also want you to have nothing because she had perdita and she couldn't even keep Perdita because the mom was like, well, I wanted to spend more time with you, but not if you have a dog. I mean, I can't spend time with you if you have a dog, mm, Yeah, you know, and that's how Anita ended up with Perdita in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like she just hated Cruella. Like for some reason, there wasn't a, just a, it wasn't just a, I want to have the money and I want to have the power. It's, I want to have the money. I want to have the power, but I also hate you. I hate you for existing. Yeah. Her mom is awful. 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 Yeah. She's so terrible. Yeah. She was just terrible. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past her to be that spiteful, to be like, I want to make sure Cruella has nothing. You know, not only like when she told Anita or when she told her that she wouldn't spend any time with her if she had Perdita, she even makes the comment well, the only thing a Dalmatian is good for is a fur muff to wear. Like she, yeah. she, she was the first one that even mentioned skinning a puppy and make it into an article of clothing. Like yep. that was kind of planted her way the of seed. Tell, yeah, she planted the seed, and she was like, that was her way of telling her that's the only thing that dog is good for. Yeah, pretty much. I know. Yeah, I almost wonder too if like maybe her mom was a bit jealous of Cruella and maybe if she was involved in Jack's death, if it, if it was just purely out of like, um, so kind of how Cruella later on describes wanting to, Anita to hurt like she does. I almost feel like I wonder if her mom, if her mom had some involvement in Jack's death, if it was surely just because she was bitter and jealous that her husband left all his money to their daughter and nothing to her and she was left behind high and dry and so as soon as she got the money back and got power she just wanted to make Cruella hurt just because oh, yeah. she was just vindictive and evil yeah just vindictive yeah um I could see that too but um so yeah so she gets all the money she and takes then she's off. a peach she's a peach after she oh. gets the money oh yeah. yeah for a little while right yeah <laughs> she's like oh well, she's a peach after she finds out she's going to get the money. That's true. Yeah, she's, she's just a doll she's, the whole time. Yeah, she's a doll all the way up until Jack's death and she gets the money signed over to her. Um, Magically Scary Sticker Shop says, and the fact that the mom made her get rid of her uh, for time with her and then it's like she was a puppet if Cruella, since Cruella got so angry uh, when Perdita peed on her. Um, yeah, I, I, it was an interesting turn that she went from loving this puppy to because of her mother's rejection, like despising this puppy. Um, and then Serena says she was jealous of Cruella's relationship with her father and hated he left Cruella all her money. Okay. So, so the jealousy factor 
um, definitely plays in, which, yeah, is again, another terrible mother. Like, who is, you shouldn't be jealous of your daughter. <laughs> well, when you have a narcissist, you know, when you have yeah. a narcissist, mm-hmm. that usually turns you into a toxic person when you, when you behave that way. And so it's like her narcissistic behavior made her entitled to be whatever the way she wants to be. And so it's like, yeah, she was jealous of her daughter because she just, she was exhibiting the qualities that she wished she had. Like, obviously her daughter was finding happiness. Well, I can't have that. So she wants to rip every shred of happiness for her. So it's like misery loves company and, and narcissist abuse is a real thing. So it's like, that's what she did. She just emotionally abused her child because she could. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Mm. Um, so yeah, so then this is where we sort of start lining up with the 101 Dal- Dalmatians movie, right? So we learn, you know, obviously Anita takes Perdita and then Anita meets Roger with Pongo. We all, if you've seen 101 Dalmatians, we know how that goes. They meet in a park and their dogs love each other and then they love each other and all that stuff. And Anita and Cruella because she's she's lost everything. She has no money. Jack turns out was broke, uh, that he wasn't as rich as Cruella thought he was. So she's forced off to go live in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, they sent her to like the dirty old country home estate, hell house, hell hall, hell hall. And yeah. it's like that's 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 the old country place that hasn't been kept up and is just. It's just part of the family. I'll let you have this. I think that was like the little slab that mom left her, like was this little, well, you can have hell hall, I guess. You know, yeah, after she sold home. everything, her mom fires all the staff that Cruella loves and sells her childhood home and everything like up within, see, this is another reason why I'm so suspicious. Like literally within what, like two or three weeks of her husband dying, all of a sudden she signs everything over. Her mom sold the house. Her mom's like fired all the staff. Like. Uh, uh, Serena said, classic narcissistic behavior. The entire book is a psychological study. Yes. It really much is. It's so much. Is. And that's, I think that's another reason why I love this book so much is again, it's just the psyche of people and human behavior and the why and what is motivating people, what is driving people to do these things. These, like, these are dramatized effects of true abuse. Like, this, yeah. this, this is, that's what really I think brought this book that drew me in because it's like, yeah, there's some dramatization of the story, but it's like, that stuff really happens. Like that kind of abuse can cause people to be completely descended into madness. And it it definitely can cause people to snap. And, you know, and especially at this scene where she's starting to, you know, Anita and Roger are married and um, you see, she is broken. She is completely broken at this point. She is having like, almost like bipolar conversations with herself. Like she is just, this is the beginning of the end for her. Like she, she's got nothing left. She spends every last dime she has to get these puppies. Like she's just like, she broke. She has completely cracked at this time. She's at her ultimate lowest, like everything, just the, you know, Jack's gone. She doesn't have her dad. Everyone who loved her and was like family to her is gone. She's in this deep, dark depression. Everything, all even physical stuff gets sold out from underneath her, her childhood home, everything. 
Um, so now she has none of the material things that she thought would make her happy. And then she had none of the people in the support system that actually made her happy. She is in like the lowest of the low positions. Uh, Magically Scary Sticker Shop said the fact that Cruella is so mentally unstable that she's making the coat for her mother. Again, she's just like in her mind, the one thing that'll make this all better is if she could just win the love of her mom. And it's like your mom, this you're in this situation because of her. She put you in this position. She put you where you're at. Um, but she's still like she's so delusional, believing that she just has to win her mother somehow. Um, and it it adds an extra level of tragedy, I think, to the hundred and one Dalmatian story that she that this is all to make a coat for her mother she and fell off the rails like, completely. And it was that comment she made about the only thing that dog is good for is the, the fur muff. I can't remember the article of clothing that she was buying, but like she had, it had mentioned, but she's like, Oh, well, she said that would be good for that. Well, maybe that'll make her happy. Let's, yeah. I'll have to do that. Like she was, there was not like, it was like there was not a nefarious reason for her to want to do this. Like she wasn't doing that because she was going to take some great pleasure in uh, hurting these animals. She she thought I will become a fur mogul and my mom will be proud of me because I dug myself out of this hole. And as a gift to her, I will get I will make her the most fabulous coat. Nobody's seen anything like this. Like this is going to be amazing. And. That was her whole mentality. And you're just like the whole time you're going, oh, sugar. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this, this is not what you need to do. This is not what you need to do. Go have some macarons and get some tea and just think about this. Like, this is not good. But she's just, she got this twisted idea in her head because she's already broken. There's no rhyme or reason when you're that broke. Yeah. And then she's, and another thing too is she's so hurt by Anita like she's she in her lowest point she reaches out to Anita again you know uh, this is where she's thinking rationally and I'm like yes yes reach out to people you know love you and support you and you know so she reaches out to Anita to reconnect and then when she sees her she's jealous because Anita's happy Anita found happiness in her independent you know she's independent she has her own work she married a guy that does his own work and they both support each other and they have a, a cute little place even though she tries to you know trash on it and say it's terrible she Mrs. Bradley works for them so right. one of her favorite people like is now working for Anita like and it just sends Cruella into a rage. And she's just like, I just want Anita to hurt like I hurt. Yeah. And that, I kind of that felt was that. such a line. That was yeah. That was a very impactful line. And I, I think the earrings had a lot to do with her jealousy. You know, I think they were, they may not have been causing the jealousy, but I think it's one of those things that like the longer she's wearing them, the more they infect. Oh, Serena said she reached out when she wasn't wearing the earrings, but when she was wearing, she was wearing them when she saw her. It's like it, it flips a switch. Yeah. Like she, she puts them on and it like absorbs into her and then like she takes them off and it's everything's okay. She's okay. This is so true. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to read this book a third time and pay attention to when she's wearing the earrings and when she's not. Okay. <laughs> it's so true. But yeah. I mean, 
It feels like every time she starts kind of talking off the rails, she's got the earrings on. The earrings are bothering her. So I think we like circle back around to the earrings where it's like, that is definitely fuel to the fire. Like that's, that's yeah. definitely kind of helping the situation by hurting it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'm intrigued, but yeah, she had the earrings on and she was just, hate and i mean obviously anita's not living that bad she's got housekeepers and and cooks and stuff so it's like she she ain't she ain't living in poverty out on fleet street like she's yeah. she's doing pretty good for herself but like corell is like this humble little house and meanwhile she's living in the dump of their hell hall like, like <laughs> i just picture i just picture hell hall to look like one of the castles in game of thrones where it's just all concrete with like like maybe two tapestries on the wall and then like some books and they're all dusty and crusty and then she's just sitting there in a chair like a chair in the middle of the room with like a giant fireplace <laughs> yep Yep. Oh, Cruella. Uh, Silver Sweet brings up, uh, I mean, Serena, you said Cruella is still wearing them in Hell Hall today. And that actually brings me to my last point. So um, at the end, so we, you know, we get the 101 Dalmatians retelling from Cruella's perspective. We understand the motivation is her mother. Her mother is like, you're crazy. You've lost it. I'm shipping you back to Hell Hall with Mrs. Webb, you know, Bye. Who's on house Get out. arrest? Out. Yeah, <laughs> on house arrest out there. Um, and so I, it was super interesting. Um, oh, I can't remember. It wasn't an epilogue. What was it called in the book? It was the, the very afterward? last word. The afterword, thank you. The afterword was told from Serena's perspective. And so Serena tells it that Mrs. Webb had read, and again, that means the villain's books exist in this universe, right? Mrs. Webb had read the previous villain stories and was like, hey, Serena, can you come out? And I just feel like if she's just heard, if she's able to just get this off her chest and tell her side of the story, like it might help her feel a little bit better. Um, and so Serena tells that she goes out to Hell Hall and she, you know, that Corella tells her this whole story. And Serena kind of points out, like, is Mrs. Webb all that bad? Did Cruella actually always hate Mrs. Webb? Maybe not. And then alludes to the earrings once again, um, being cursed. And then that also made me think, like, oh, I wonder if, I wonder if Mrs. Webb, if Mrs. Webb was there to help, but because Cruella was like a guardian. I'm wondering if, if Mrs. Webb was there to try to help or try to save Cruella, but because Cruella was wearing the earrings, the ear, because they were cursed and maybe if the earrings have some sort of sentience, they maybe sense that, um, that, that Mrs. Webb was there to like stop them. Serena said, Cruella and I are in Hell Hall right now watching this. Hello, Cruella darling. Hello, Cruella watching. darling. We loved your story. We feel so sorry for you. <laughs> I, I will say that I was relieved um, to know that Cruella isn't just sitting in Hell Hall with Mrs. Webb. <laughs> like Mrs. Prickett's there too. So, Prickett, right, yeah. you know, I felt, I felt relieved because it's like she showed her so much love and, and patience. Um, so I'm glad there's a little bit of that with her because I know those earrings are just chipping away at her humanity. And I feel like 
there's a nice balance with Miss Prickett being there. And Miss Prickett's, you know, she ain't got nothing going on. Like, so it's like, it's good for her to be there too. It gives her that, that ability to um, give the love to Corella that she watched her whole life that she didn't have. Yeah, no, it's very true. Um, yeah, I'm just curious. Oh, James says, Serena, tell Cruel I say hello. Yeah, send our regards to Lady DeVille. <laughs> from I feel like this whole storyline, honestly, is just a story of unrequited love and emotional abuse. Like, there is definitely some morals to this story. Like, but like, poor Cruella. She was so blinded by her desire for her mother's love that she missed all of this other love that was being given to her. She didn't even realize it. And I think that is the biggest tragedy of all. Like, she missed it out. I agree. Like, I just, even when I went, when I did the reread, um, oh, James Cruella sends her love, darling. Darling. <laughs> Um, when I did the reread, I think that was the thing that that um, stuck out to me most was all these moments that I kept thinking like, oh, Cruella, if you would have like even rereading like the Christmas scene, um, you know, when she has this amazing, happy, joyful experience with Miss Prickett and Jackson uh, and Mrs. Bradley, Badley and, and all of them. Um, I. I just remember thinking like, oh, if you would have, if when your mother showed up, if you would have just been like, dude, get out of here. You're ruining our good time. Like how differently her whole life could have gone. Like if she just would have like, no, like these people make me happy. They love me. I love them. Like I'm experiencing joy right now. How dare you come in here and just try to like ruin everything. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was something that stuck out to me was all these little moments where I'm like, if you would have just stuck to your guns right here, Cruella, right, things could have been so afraid. much different. You know, fear. Yeah. She feared, and you know, she feared her mother. She she was terrified of her. Um, she was terrified of disappointing her. She was terrified that she would never do anything right. She only really wanted to please her. That's all she ever wanted was to be just just to be rewarded with love and. And fear makes people do just the craziest things. That's so really I, I just, my heart breaks for Cruella. And I think that the one thing I love the most about these villain series is that it's like true stories of like, sometimes a little compassion is all you have to show people. And that could really yeah. change somebody from going down the wrong path. It's so true. And then I wanted to get to some of these comments. So Silver oh, Sweet yes. said, uh, or well, we'll go. Serena Valentino said, I love, okay. Silver Sweet said, with all this tea, I cannot wait for July 6th. It's scalding. Ouch. Yes, we're going to get to that in a minute, my mm. friends. Uh, James says, swooning. I imagine hearing that he is loved by Cruella. James loves his creepy goddesses. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then Magically Scary Sticker Shop says, we have to talk at the end who we think Nine is. Who do we think Nine is? Oh, and then, yeah, love uh, love what y'all got out of this book. It was my intent exactly. I always love, I mean, I, I've given my background in previous creepy book clubs. I work in social services. I have a lot of background in sort of mental health and counseling. 
Um, and so like, that's my perspective I bring to a lot of these books is just, is the psychological study and, and looking at the way our upbringing, our experiences, our trauma, how, you know, our family relationships, all of have a huge impact on who we become. And yes, we do have our own free will. Absolutely. We can, you know, we can make our own choices to do what's right and what's wrong. Um, but still like so much of our experience, our pain, what we've gone through really affects how we interact with the world, how we show up in the world is huge. And so reading these books, that's what I loved getting out of them mm -hmm. from like the evil queen and her abusive relationship with her father um, to this, to, you know, Maleficent just, you know, struggling to belong, but, you know, sort of being outcasted and, and just all of all of these things like that's been like my biggest thing that I've been eating up in in this book yes, series is, is those agree. pieces. Um, yeah, I mean we're all lumps of clay, and and everything around us molds us and shapes us into who we are. So it's it really does. Uh, it's a nice reminder. You know, it's a nice it reminder. Is. It is very much so. Um, so yeah, comment in who you think the next villain might be. I see Silver Sweet thinks Hook or Jack Sparrow. That would be Ooh. an interesting one. Uh, Magically Scary Sticker Shop says, I saw her post. I agree with Hook, but maybe Hades or Chernabog. Doubt Gaston since we already got a book for Beast. Mm. Chernabog would be interesting. I thought Chernabog. Hades because Hades um, Castle or something was mentioned. Um, Serena says, I appreciate your analysis. Well, thank you. <laughs> my, my deep dive of these like characters. Um, Hades Kate, is mentioned in the sister's yeah. journal. Yes. I and could see it. There are several pieces and I'm so mad. I don't have those notes on that. So I'll have to go back and rewrite them. But like, there's, there's a lot of hints in the sister's journal and that by itself would be an amazing book, like an amazing side book is The Sister's Journal. Yeah. I'm just saying I'd buy that book in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Serena, if you wanted to come out with a, a companion book of just the, the female sister's journal. I would love to see the journal. Oh I, I, I think that would be an amazingly interesting, it's like, it's like when you bought the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them book, and it's like a textbook. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would, I, I'd, I'd read that book every day. That's oh yeah, it would, it would sit on my shelf because I'm sure it oh, would yeah. be beautiful too. Mm. I'm sure it has like all kinds of handwritten and like drawings. There's got to be some gosh. fabric swatches in there, like, I, yeah. Yeah, and then Silver Sweet. I know it's not Dr. Facilier, Judge Frollo, or Scar from past combos with Miss Serena. She did confirm. So, uh, many the, uh, so many hints in the journal. Drop the journal. No. <laughs> Give us the journal. That would be epic. I would love to have, like, could you imagine it as like a coffee table book? Just, like, I, I would buy that book. Magical journal. I if here. it was on Amazon, I'd be ordering it as we speak. Uh, yeah, immediately. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. All right. So any last thoughts about this book, Gretchen, before we move into announcements? I, I love the fact that it was written like a memoir. I thought that was really interesting. I love the fact that Corella had the opportunity to justify her behavior and her actions. Um, I never thought that I would 
feel sorry for somebody who chose to skin puppies. I still think that was probably the poor choice, but I feel like I understood her intent. And I, um, I have a whole new respect for that character. And the earrings are definitely an item of power in the journal. And I cannot wait to learn more about them. I know. I'm excited. Serena said it would be a dream book. I'd love to write it. Listen, I'd love to own it. <laughs> I'd love to buy it. I you guarantee at least two copies will, will be it. sold. I <laughs> at least two. You at least, at least two. two copies of that book. Just saying. Guaranteed. Uh, um, Silver Sweet said the first per person viewpoint was interesting. Are we going back to first person viewpoint in the future? Oh, great question Ooh. for Serena. Are we going to leave the fairy tale realm again and, and see some other things in the future? Oh. Like, Ooh. I mean, clearly Lady Tremaine is back in the fairy tale realm because Cinderella is cousins with Princess Tulip. So are we going to get to leave again? Is there other characters out in the real world that uh, might have a little influence from our favorite sisters? May have, I would hope so. And also Serena, I just wanna say it's up to four copies sold of this, of this potential. This, this book's making you bank. We've already, we've sold four copies just in this chat. I don't need, I'll write you a blank check and you can just fill it in. Yeah. Let me know <laughs> uh, where to send it to. Um, yeah, James is gonna buy the journal, Silver Sweet's buying the journal, me and Gretchen are buying the journal. I I would love it. Um yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes next. I'm very curious to see Lady Tremaine's story, how that ties in. I'm we don't really know very much about Lady we Tremaine. Don't, we don't All other we than her being a stepmother. She's a stepmother, she's got a sweet cat, like he's sassy. I dig it. That's about and and she's like, where's she come from? What's going on? We'll find out. Serena said, we are going back to the many kingdom in Cold Hearted. And the Odd Sisters will be involved in all the books I have planned at the moment. Okay, so we're the, the Odd Sisters are going to be back in action. That's because they're mad. Like, they just got out of the dream world. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, they just got out. So they, they they're are, ready they're to recap revenge. It. Yes. They're probably ready to wreak some havoc. Oh, fifth book just sold. <laughs> Perfectly scary sticker shop. That's five, Serena. That's five. Uh, just saying. I think we gotta <laughs> add a few zeros to the back of that. Y'all yeah, yeah. <laughs> have an advanced copy of Cold Hearted. We do. We do. And we are, thank you for that. And we are very excited to read it. Yes. Uh, we won't we won't tell you guys any spoilers now because y'all get it july 6th <laughs> uh, which gets us to our announcements <laughs> um so first off i want to say that the evil thing is getting a graphic novel yes. uh, illustrated by ariel jovellanos i hope i'm saying that right ariel jovellanos um, that is to be released September 28th. I I will buy this one oh, again because yeah. I love this book, but two, I feel like just from that cover art and then the imagery I had in my head as I was reading this book, I feel like it's gonna be stunning artwork yes. to go with the story. So I'm super excited. Um uh, I for love this that cover art to come out. Yeah, yes. it's gonna be so cool. I'm excited. I hope 
I mean, yes, we love it. Janine Marie Harris, love it. It looks gorgeous. Yes. Serena, I'm is it available for pre-order? Because oh, if yeah. yeah, if it's available for pre-order, like go pre-order that. Like that's that's a must-have. Go buy it. And I'm also hoping, I mean, I don't know, but I'm hoping um that maybe some of the other books can get graphic novels <laughs> i'd buy all those books too i'm just putting it <laughs> i'm just putting it out in the universe serena you don't I, have to confirm or deny i'm just putting it out there so that hopefully it comes true i i uh, yes. love i mean i i her her writing is spectacular and i love it but i think a graphic novel would also be amazing yes it's available for creators so go Pre-order the Evil Thing graphic novel. You've got yes. to. It's wonderful. Do it. Uh, imagine a whole spinoff of all of her villains. It's available for pre-order. Yes. 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 Get it. Get it. Get yes. it. Get it. Um, so there's that. Also, as we've mentioned a few times, the next book in Serena Valentino's series. <laughs> Serena said, I can't confirm or deny. There's hope. So what you're saying is we have a chance. I'm having that breadcrumb. <laughs> I'm, I'm savoring that breadcrumb. Oh, I would collect all the graphic novels. Can you imagine how stunning those would be? be beautiful, like a box set. <sighs> it doesn't even exist. And we're like, yes. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. And I'm like, yes. I'm pre-enjoying it. Yes. Oh, started. Okay. Serena started out her career writing comics. So she loves, she's returning to writing comics. That's, that's awesome. I, I hope there's more. Uh, oh, J yes. James, James is a huge fan of the evil queen book in your series, Serena. He loves, he already loved the evil queen just in general. And then your book he found amazing. So I'm sure he would be like, buy all the evil queen graphic novel things. Um, if you did go that route, that would yes. be amazing. So, um, so yeah, so the next book in Serena series is Cold Hearted um, about Lady Tremaine. There it is. See, that's what that was the cover. Those are the earrings. I was kind of like, ah. but I guess they're not. Um, so, yes, um, we will be covering that extensively. Um, because I'm super duper uber excited to announce. Oh, we, we will be on our next creepy book club. Serena herself will be on with us to talk about her newest book, Cold Hearted. I, I am so excited. Like, I can't even. My, what is my body? I don't even know. I don't even. I don't even know. <laughs> what, is, is, what is life right now we're gonna get to talk to serena life? live about cold-hearted ah! so yeah so definitely if you all tuned in yes yay! you have no idea how excited we are um so yeah so definitely tune into that one you'll hear it from serena herself james uh email <laughs> serena <laughs> I think I'm assuming maybe some goodies about evil queens since you're obsessed with the evil queen. Ooh, um, she's got yeah. some tea just for James. Yeah, just for she was like, only you. Don't tell Tanisha and Gretchen, but I'm gonna tell you about the evil queen. Um, so yeah, so guys, definitely tune in. You won't want to miss it. If you have questions, Serena says, OMG, I'm so excited to join you. I love y'all. We love you, Serena. We, we love adore you. you. Yes, so we do. 
We do. I'm just so I'm so excited to get to hear directly from Serena to to talk to her about these books at large and the newest book. Um, it's gonna be so epic. Um, she's also doing a tour, a virtual book tour for the release of Cold Hearted. So we're one of her stops. Um, and then she is also doing some with some um, bookstores. So follow her on her social media so that you can tune in to all those events, maybe find a bookstore near you, yes. my local bookstore, she's doing an event at. So I definitely want to tune in for that one. So there's all her, her socials down there. Go follow um, her because she posts a lot of cute stuff with her doggy in her really sweet yes. house. So like she's just yes. cool people to follow anyway. She also has a really cool like how like just it's her very like earthy and and there's a lot of greenery and I'm like I love it. I love it. Mm. That house um, is magical. I am excited about what amazing books are going to come out of the inspiration of her home because that's a beautiful house. Right. I know. I can only imagine like writing in that in her oh, beautiful yeah. garden and oh yeah yeah yep. definitely. We're, so we might be stalking you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, and I'm backing out now. <laughs> These creeps. I like her dog. <laughs> Gozer's adorable. Yes. Um, but I just wanted to, I don't know if I had mentioned. So the our live stream with Serena will be on July 6th. So the day her book drops is when we're going to be um, interviewing her and, and talking with her. So definitely tune in for that. Um, yeah, I'm honored that you chose to celebrate release day with us, and we're just so excited. I can't believe it. I love it. Yes, I'm Coaster so excited. Says hi, so hi, hi Coaster. Oh my gosh, so cute. Um, so yeah, so we are super thrilled. Um, so yeah, definitely go follow her so you can find out yes. what her her book tours are because that's really cool. And I'm 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 gonna try to join one if she does one near me. I'm gonna look because I I really would like to be part of that. Yeah, it's definitely. Awesome. Yeah, fall. I mean, I assume most of us in here are already following her, but just in case, if you're not, if you're not, you should be. <laughs> because right. she check is out. the That's queen, awesome. and and we need to be following the queen. Yes, and especially if you want to stay up to date on all the villain stuff and be like me and Gretchen, where we're like snatching up oh, breadcrumbs. She throws out <laughs> all the time. It's, I know. I analyze every picture she posts. It could be the dog. It could be Gozer in the bath, and I'm like, "Ooh, what's that on the counter? What's that sitting on the?" <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I, I might yeah. be just being creepy. That's true too, but that's why I'm on Creepy Kingdom. So here we are. <laughs> we keep it creepy, you know. Keeping it creepy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, you know what, Serena, you're awesome. No need to blush because you're amazing. And yeah, we just, we love you. We're just such huge fans. Like, and I'm so excited to actually talk to you about these books. Oh my gosh. I can't even process. Um, we got a yeah, couple so, weeks to like take some deep breaths. Yeah. Take some deep breaths. I'm definitely going to be like, ooh, ooh, um, <laughs> so yeah, July 6th guys, join us again with yes. Serena. Be there or yes. you're missing out. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, get that new book. If you haven't already pre-ordered it, pre -order do it. it. Do it. Um, and then, yeah, that's all. She loves us too. We love you. Love you so much. Yeah. So I just wanted to say thanks to everyone for joining us. If this was your first time here again, Go check out all the previous creepy book clubs that we've done covering Serena Valentino series and, and deep dive with us. Comment on there, your theories, your thoughts, your reactions as well. Um, 
And then we'll see you all on July 6th. Yeah. Now, if you're, if you're listening to this on the podcast, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you don't miss. Get your, Hit that notification bell because you don't want to miss this. This is a big deal. So we, we got the queen. July 6th. Go to our YouTube. Subscribe. And you're not going to want to miss it. I'm, I'm, I, I can't. I'm so excited. I can't even. I can't think of words. <laughs> what, what is life? What are words? What am I speaking? What language am I speaking? Am I still speaking English? What's happening? I, I can't. I, I can't. I just want to go to the many kingdoms and sit and just absorb all of the awesome. Yes. Yes. Serena said, can't wait to join you on July 6th. I cannot wait either. I am so beyond excited. You have okay. no idea. Um, also, I just wanted to give a plug for us. We are on Goodreads, so you can look up Creepy Kingdom on Goodreads. Obviously, we're reading our way through Serena Valentino's series. Um, but we also, you know, read some other books within the same, either like Disney villain or creepy genre. Um, so, you know, if you, you can follow us there and see what's on our to read list and what potential books we have coming up in the future. And you can also suggest books to us if there's some other books that you'd like us to deep dive on, um, and get into, uh, we would love to, so definitely feel free to send some our way. Um, but that is all we have for this episode. We've gone almost a solid two hours on this one. This was a good We had a lot of feelings. This, this yes. one gave us some feelings. Yes. Okay, Silver Sweet said, I hope you guys might tackle Disney Chills by Vera Strange at some point. That's that's on my radar, Silver Sweet. I, I, I've taken note, I've taken note. So, you know, cause we have Cold Hearted comes out, but then we're gonna have a solid a year. year serena's next book comes out so we definitely need to read some other stuff to uh, fill in that time while we anxiously await <laughs> the next book for sure it's gonna be the longest year ever <laughs> it, is. it is i'm gonna be like i've gotten so spoiled to just like binging them back to back to back serena said yes she's amazing okay so we have Serena's stamp of approval. So that may All be right. a series we jump into next. I'm here for it. Writing it down yeah. right now. Taking notes. Taking notes. Um, all right. But that is all for this episode of Creepy Book Club. Thank you, Creepy Bookworms, for joining us. Thank you, Serena Valentino, as always, for being amazing and yeah. giving us breadcrumbs and that tea in the chat. Yes, uh, I am. I, my belly is full from all of the breadcrumbs you let me eat and so all of great. the tea I drank. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, thank you to Johnny D behind the scenes on the ones and twos, our technical director managing all of our close ups and zoom outs and everything on the show, all of our graphics. Yeah. Uh, that's courtesy of Johnny D. Uh, and I'd also like to thank my beautiful, fabulous, wonderful funny, amazing, smart, witch of the East, Gretchen, for joining me. Oh, I thought you were going to thank James. <laughs> I was saying all that about James. Thank you. I love you too, Tanisha. Yes, I love Gretchen. I wouldn't do this with anybody else. Adore no. you. Bye, Serena. Bye, Bye everybody. Serena. We'll see you thank next you. time. Keep it creepy, y'all. Keep it creepy. This podcast has been a production of the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network. Executive produced by James H. Carter II and Ryan Grulick. Visit creepykingdom.com to get access to all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. Join our Patreon for exclusive content. 
patreon.com slash creepykingdom. Until next time, this is Hannah reminding you to keep it creepy. Ha, 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 ha.